Welcome to the Keeping Kids Safe podcast. My name is Karen Cohn. I am the co-founder of the Zach Foundation for Children's Safety. This is your number one resource for all things related to your child's emotional, physical, and social well-being. Now I'd like to introduce my co-host and my friend, the executive director of the Zach Foundation for Children's Safety, Megan Ferraro. Megan, this week we are going to talk about going on vacation with your family and all the safety issues that go along with it. Megan, are you excited for your big family vacation? I am excited and I have a long list of to-dos before we leave. Yes, and a lot of to-dos once you get there. So many. (laughs) So this will be our first real vacation that we've had in a long time. As you know, uh, we've really been hunkered down as a family over the last year, not only do to the pandemic like everyone else. But of course, right before we went into lockdown, we had a new baby. So um, it's really been a year and a half since we've had a vacation. And so I'm really looking forward to taking my kids away for their spring break this year. And getting down for some warm weather. Warm weather, sunshine, and giving them the opportunity to just have a looser schedule, right? Between their grueling school schedules and Zooms and, you know, just being stuck in our house for so long. It will be really good for them to have a little break. Right. And of course, along with that, since you're going somewhere warm, it's probably going to mean that you're either going to be swimming in a pool or taking your kids to the beach. And that brings a lot of concerns and obviously fun as well. But I know that you're going to be you're going to be concerned about keeping all four of your children safe. And what are some things that you're thinking about? So the home that we are staying in does actually have a pool right outside of the, of the home. So you open a sliding glass door and you go out into, you know, the backyard and there's a swimming pool right there. And fortunately that pool has a four sided fence around it and alarms and locks on the doors heading out to the pool area. But it is certainly, I would be lying if I said to you, I wasn't worried about it, especially for my two youngest, my four-year-old and my one-year-old. Right. So how is, how well is Teddy swimming these days? He's a pretty, he's a happy swimmer, but he's not competent. So um, that's something that we'll be working on while we're away on our trip. And hopefully by the end of this summer, he's Um, can swim more safely because right now he really has no idea what he's doing. Yes. And so that hopefully that pool that you're going to be swimming in is going to be warm because you're definitely going to have to get in there. You and or Larry, I'm sure will be taking turns getting in the water. And I remember when my kids were really young and I had to get into some of those pools that were, just absolutely freezing, but the kids don't feel it and they want to be in the water anyway. So there were many times where I was thinking to myself, the only reason that I'm in the water right now is because my child really wants to swim. (laughs) Otherwise there's no way I would be in it. (laughs) So obviously you're going to have to be holding on to Charles and you're going to have to be at arm's length from Teddy and That is going to, it's going to be a lot for you, uh, but it's so important that you do that to keep them safe. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and not only keeping those two safe, but keeping the older two from doing backflips off the pool or, you know, jumping on each other, trying to do cannon, bigger cannonball splashes. And so it is going to be, you know, my head will be on a swivel the entire time. <laughs> exactly. I'll need a vacation after our vacation. Right. <laughs> I know. Um, but hopefully the sun will, and the warmth will give you a little bit of some respite. Absolutely. And just being in a different space, you know, prior to the pandemic, I was traveling so much and we were vacationing and visiting friends. And so for the last year and a half, really to be in this house with no break, I feel so fortunate to have this amazing house, but also just so ready to to see a different wall. Right. (laughs) Just to be somewhere different. Yeah, I know it. We really had to, we really had to stop everything and for work, especially all those trips that we used to take all the travel that we had to do really, we have not been able to do. So um, hopefully this will be a good, a good time for you to get out and get back out there. The, some of the things though, that we are really concerned about is when and we want to tell parents is, you know, when you're either staying at a house that you haven't stayed at before, um, or even, you know, in, if you're putting your child in what's called a puddle jumper to help your child swim, how oftentimes that can cause problems later on when a child has unplanned swimming time and actually doesn't have that puddle jumper on, but thinks that he or she can swim because of that. And so we want to make sure that, you know, while you're taking your kids swimming, that you are thinking about many of the things that Megan just mentioned sort of quickly. We probably should go over those again. But, you know, when you're when you're in a home with a backyard pool, you really should make sure that children don't have access to the water. And what we mean by that is if they go outside the door, that there's some kind of an alarm on the door that leads out to the pool. Make sure that there is a four-sided fence around that pool and it's a self-locking, has a self-locking gate on it. And you want to make sure that you don't leave any toys in the water that would attract children to the water. Once you get out, everything needs to come inside with you or at least out of sight. And you also want to make sure that your children can't open up those doors and go out on their own because you don't want them to end up in the water during a time where you are not there or, you know, an adult is not there watching them and swimming with them. That's a great, those are really great tips. The other um, couple of tips that I think are important to share, first of all, is talking to your kids about water safety, right? We forever. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, my parents telling me, do not touch the hot stove. Do not go near the street without holding an adult's hand or without looking both ways. Teaching your kids, do not go near the water without an adult, just like you talk to them about touching the hot stove. And just like you talk to them about not going near the street without an adult. And you don't need to have a backyard pool to make sure that that's one of the safety tips that you're teaching your children. And, you know, we think a lot about what, what water safety means and what drowning prevention means, especially during the spring and summer months. But, you know, I live near um, a pond that my kids can walk to and we walk over there and we'll feed the, 
the ducks and the geese bred, but we're also talking to Teddy about water safety and not going near water without us, even though we don't have a backyard pool at our home. So that's something that I think is really critical to teach your kids. And the other thing, you know, that's important to teach parents and caregivers is if your child is missing, if you cannot find your child, the very first place you should look is a body of water. So for us, you know, that will be an important safety tip to keep in mind on this vacation. Absolutely. And will you be putting Teddy in a puddle jumper? So I, this is a point of controversy. I've never used a puddle jumper with my kids. And um, we were at a beach vacation and every kid Teddy's age was in a puddle jumper. And my sister-in-law turned to me and said, you should really put Teddy in one of those. And I just have not been able to bring myself to do it. However, I may need to this year because, you know, it will be a layer of protection, right? So if I put him in a puddle jumper, I will put him in the pool first. I will make sure that he is aware that he cannot swim without that puddle jumper on. And then we'll put the puddle jumper on. Because oftentimes we hear stories about children that are drowning during what we're calling unplanned swim time. So um, the child is out swimming with mom and dad, mom and dad and the child get out of the pool, take the puddle jumper off, go into the house to help another child go to the bathroom or get a snack or answer the doorbell. And that momentary lapse in supervision, oftentimes children are making their way back to the pool area and getting back into the water, not realizing that it feels different to be in the water without that puddle jumper on. And we are hearing stories about children drowning in that unplanned swim time. So if we do use a puddle jumper, we're going to make sure that he knows what it feels like to be in the water with that one on as well. First. Yeah. And for those of you who aren't familiar with puddle jumpers, basically what they are is it's a life jacket, but it's a, and it's a Coast Guard approved life jacket. And so it's recommended for use, but there have been some situations that Megan described where children feel so comfortable when they're wearing them that they think that they can swim even when they don't have them on. And so that's why it's so important to talk to your kids about that and to put them in the water without it. So they understand what, what it feels like to not have one on and be in the water and to, and to understand that they're not, they might not be ready to swim on their own yet. Exactly. And, you know, our friends at Abby's Hope recently posted this great infographic on Instagram talking about what color bathing suit you should buy for your children. Um, So they're suggesting that you steer clear of light blue bathing suits and light purple bathing suits, suits that really are a similar color to water so that if your child is missing, it's easy to spot them or if they're even if simply you're just in a crowded pool area or on a crowded beach, it's easy to spot your child amongst a big group of people. Um, So they're suggesting colors like pinks and yellows and oranges and reds. Um, And I thought that was such a great safety tip. And so I am using those tips as I pack for this trip that we have coming up. That is such a great idea because it is so much easier to spot your children that way. I know there are some people that also dress their kids in the uh, same color or the bright, you know, a bright color for that particular day so that they can find their child, whether it's neon or whatever it is. And so it is a really good idea, but that also brings me to talking about just 
drain safety and being in the water with loose fitting clothing. So you want to make sure that your bathing suits are not too loose. You want to make sure that you don't have any jewelry on when you're in the water and you want to tie your hair back so that when you're swimming, that if there is, if you're swimming past a drain, you're, you don't get caught in one. And just so our listeners know, um, that is how I lost Zachary where he, it wasn't a situation where like something got caught, um, but the drain cover actually had fallen off. And we didn't know that you could actually become stuck to the drain because of the suction. And there are, there can be hundreds of pounds of pressure that pull you against that. And so we want to make sure that when you're also talking to your kids about water safety, that you want to talk to them about not swimming near a drain. You want to make sure that they tie their hair back. And if they should see that there's a drain cover that's loose or missing, that they should get out of the water immediately and tell someone because no one should be swimming in that pool, not even an adult until after that drain cover is fixed. Right. And that's a great um, tip and trick for parents, right? So when you're thinking about staying in a pool, you want to make sure that there's a four-sided fence. You want to make sure that there are doors and locks, um, locks and alarms on doors leading out to the pool area. And you want to just look at the drain covers, make sure that they are in place. Um, They can become loose. They can become missing. And really making sure that the drain covers are domed, that they are what is referred to as anti-entrapment covers. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that, Karen? Yeah, so the drain covers um, are, as Megan said, anti-entrapment covers are the ones that are not flat. They are in a domed or raised shape so that the circulation of the water behind them is in such a way where the suction is not as strong. If you see that there is a flat drain, that drain you can definitely become stuck to. So um, even more so, you want to stay away from a a pool that has a flat drain in it. Those are great, great tips, Karen. Um, And so how about for you when you're at a pool or at a beach with your kids? They're much older than mine. I imagine your concerns are a little bit different. Yeah. So, you know, now for my kids, because they're really good swimmers, you know, we just make sure that we tell them, you know, you never swim alone. And, um, my daughter is 21. So, you know, we talk to her even about like drinking and being around the water. And so, you know, you don't want to be drunk and in the water and you want to make sure that you want to keep your eye on your friends and, um, make sure that, you are paying attention to your surroundings. And um, one of the things that I really appreciate about um, going, you know, to places in warm weather, especially Florida. So, so yeah, so we talk to our kids about not swimming alone. And then really, if they're going to a beach, like we often do when we go down to Florida, and I don't know if you're going to end up taking your kids, Megan, when you go. But the thing that's so great about Florida is that every day the lifeguards go and they assess the beach and the water conditions. And as soon as you get to the beach, you can see that there is um, basically a, a flag legend that shows you what the flags are for the day and what they mean and what the conditions are for swimming. And they'll every day they will have recommendations of whether you should be in the water or you shouldn't be in the water. And the 
And so I tell my kids that they need to pay attention to those when they get to the beach, if they're going to be swimming. And I had a really funny story happen to me when I was there with my kids one time swimming and um, they were, they were good swimmers at the time and we were all in the water and we were having a really fun time. And I said, okay, guys, it's time to go now. And they would, they're like, okay, mom, we'll be there in a minute. And then it was five minutes and then it was 10 minutes and then it was 15 minutes. And finally I said, I'm leaving. And so I turn around and I walk back up to where our towels were. And not even a minute later, there was a lifeguard running over to me and, um, you know, telling me that I should not be that far away from my children when they're in the water. And I said, well, you know what, can you do me a favor? Can you tell them that they need to get out of the water? Cause we need to leave now. <laughs> and so, right? Like I'm leaving without you. Good luck getting home. Usually they follow right away. I know. Well, they were not following, not that day. They just could not tear themselves away from the water. And so I thought that maybe first I was so impressed by the lifeguard that he was paying that close attention that he came over to me immediately and said, what are you doing? You can't leave your kids like that. And then the second thing that was, I thought that maybe if they would listen to him rather than listening to me and they actually did. (laughs) That's actually brings up a great point about, you know, relying on lifeguards when you're at a beach or at a pool, you know, they are there as a layer of protection, but as parents, it's our job. It's our responsibility to have our eyes on our children at all times. And so, you know, when they're younger, like Teddy's age or Charles age, you know, hands on eyes on supervision. I like to say, if I can't see the whites of their eyes or physically touch them, they're too far away from me. So for older kids, like my eight and 10 year old or your teenagers, it's really about that being able to see them, ensuring that you're close enough to be able to correct them if they're goofing around or doing something unsafe. But really it's that constant supervision, not relying on a lifeguard and, and really making sure that it's a fun experience because we do know that being in water is a fun family experience. It's a good bonding experience. And, you know, we never want the tips that we share in this podcast to scare people and make people think that we don't want them to have fun in the water, but it's just like anything else, right? We've learned so much about car seat safety and about seatbelt safety and not drinking and driving. It's really about teaching you some practical tips about how to be safe and have fun around the water. Right. And it's so important to also remind parents that you don't want to, you don't want to be reading a book while you're there with your kids. You don't want to be looking at your phone while you're there with your, with your kids. You do have to be the first line of defense. As much as you really want to read that book, you can't, not when you're at the water with your kids. Absolutely. So, you know, this trip is going to be so special for us. We are actually traveling on the anniversary of our daughter Caroline's birthday. She died six years ago. And so this would be her sixth birthday. And so being able to get away as a family and take a trip and do something light and special on her birthday will make this a much more bearable anniversary of her birthday for us. And will just be such a special way for us to bond as a family to spend time together in warm, fresh air away from all of this cold weather here on the East Coast. I don't know about you, Karen, but we still have clumps of snow and ice that is no longer pretty and white. It's 
gray and ugly. So we just are really looking forward to spending time together as a family, visiting with my husband's parents who are now fully vaccinated. So it will be safe for us to be around them. And we're so looking forward to some special time with grandparents and fun in the sun and just a little bit more of hopefully a carefree time to spend together as a family. Agreed. So I think that it would, that first I am going to be thinking about you and Larry and the kids on the day that you're traveling, because I know that that is going to be a hard day for you and your, and your family. And I also just wanted to wish you all such a great trip. I know that it's going to be such a special time to have your kids see their grandparents again, because I too am about to see my mom today. Actually, she's finally fully vaccinated and it's been long enough where she can actually, we can actually, I think I was thinking to myself, like, can I actually give her a hug today? Oh my gosh, this is going to be too much, but, um, it, you know, it actually makes you really appreciate the uh, important things in life. And so I hope that you guys have an amazing trip. I'm really, I can't wait to hear about it. And I hope that you all stay safe. And I hope that our listeners today also learn some important tips about keeping their kids safe around the water uh, as well. Yes. So thank you, Karen. And I'm excited for you to be able to see your mom today. Thanks to everyone for listening. I hope you're all getting to see your family and friends sometime soon. Thanks for listening. Please, if you can rate our podcast, share it with a friend, share these safety tips with those that you love, those in your community. And if you can subscribe to our podcast, we would really appreciate it. This is Megan Ferraro and Karen Cohn from the Zach Foundation. And we look forward to speaking with you again soon.